Hey, it's David Berge. It is David Berge, and it's me, Michael J. Nelson, as well. How are you, David? I'm, you know, I'm hanging in there, as the cat poster says. So, <laughs> um, how about you? Oh, uh, you didn't add that you were hanging in there for a specific person. Baby. Baby. Hang in there, baby. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling spry. We usually we record in the morning a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's a lot, but it's half and half. <laughs> yeah. But the last time we recorded in the morning, and I felt like, oh man, I need a five hour energy drink, <laughs> and uh, uh, I didn't have one available. So I hope that the last one is not, as uh, the president of the United States says, low energy. <laughs> <laughs> you were very Jeb. Uh, actually, Jeb, I think about it. The guy with the exclamation point in his thing was low energy. So, um, at, the, uh, there's a local church that has an exclamation point in its name. Oh, Hos- really? Hosanna. Oh, so it's like a musical. Yeah, Oliver <laughs> Church, the musical. Yes. Uh, did you? Uh, yeah, you were. You have you ever had a five hour energy? I never have. Oh, oh, you know what? I had a Red Bull once. Very disappointing experience. I, why? Why did I have it, or why was it disappointing? Both. Oh, okay. Uh, I went to a golfing weekend, and a friend said, and we had to get up really early to drive back home to mm-hmm. our families and our jobs, and this feller said, oh, you got to have a five-hour energy drink. I said, I had a cup of coffee. I'm fine. He said, no, I insist, and he bought me one. And so a Red I, Bull. A Red Bull. I'm sorry. A yes. Red Bull. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We I don't, don't want to. Yeah. Yes. That we're, we're dealing with huge brands here. If we uh, mess up, we're, we're liable, I think. <laughs> um, so I drank the Red Bull, and I felt queasy and awful and jumpy, and it, the sugar, the taste of it was awful. It's, it's wretched. It bitter, oh, it's wretched, wretched garbage. Yes. I do not understand. Yes. <laughs> so it was a, a thumbs down for me. Uh, however, they are one of our sponsors, so please buy all the Red Bull. No, we, we it's have... got wings. <laughs> we have no sponsors. No, we have not even said the name of the program that oh, people are listening to. Could you please disgrace. take care? We of We are business? like trees walking. We're your number one Arbor Day show. Um, so we're going to be talking today about the Kentucky coffee tree and why it is such a great shade tree for your backyard. <laughs> Oh, why did I turn it over to you? <laughs> Mike, would you really tell the people what it is? Yeah, this is Like Trees Walking. This is a podcast uh, with uh, the two people who have been speaking to you are me, Michael J. Nelson, and Pastor David Berge. And we talk on this podcast about the big issues of life, life, existence, death, our place in the universe, uh, ethics, morals, tiny things, eating bad food, all sorts of things we do. From a Christian perspective, because we believe that the worldview of Christianity covers everything, and there's a lot to tease out in it, but if you are not a Christian, do not stop listening. We think that your point of view also could use some, uh, you know, to, to interface with other people with other points of view. Yeah, understand how other people view the world. Even if you don't agree with it, it's useful to understand, excuse me, wow, where they're coming from. Uh, for the record... Pastor Dave is drinking a bubbly, so... Yes, yes, a bubbly. I'm double-fisting it. I have a bubbly in one hand and a coffee in the other. So we won't edit that out. We'll, uh, that's an advertisement for bubbly, like trees walking, and bubbly. We go hand in hand. Is it bubbly or buble? It's a Mike, the it, oh, Michael, it's Michael Buble. Oh, it's Michael Buble. 
It's sort of bland. Uh, <laughs> bland schmaltz from Canada, right? Dang, now I'm getting into more trouble. He's a sponsor, too. Oh, my Dave God. Didn't... He's our next we guest. Have... <laughs> Mike, love your new Christmas album. Great to have you on yeah, the line. I was sitting in the green room listening to you guys introduce me. Uh, what's the matter now? No, we, are no, we have no sponsors. We are sponsor-free. We make no money off of this. So anyway, we are going <laughs> we to... lose money on this operation. <laughs> yes. This is... This is, uh, yeah, this is a cash flow nightmare. Uh, but that's the meat of the show, and then we have fun in the second half. We do all sorts of shenanigans and... Uh, uh, sort of our yakety sacks right. end to the show. Yeah, but it's, it's good, too. Sometimes we get into even deeper stuff. We stumble upon stuff at the, uh, in the second half Remember of the show. Remember stumbledupon.com? No. What is that? Like, it would just take you to like a random website. It was like the whole premise of it was that you just type in, you just go to Stumbled Upon, and it's going to take you somewhere maybe great, maybe horrible on the internet. What, is there any reason to have someone else do that for you? That happens automatically. Because it's, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard. Like, you just, you're bored and you, like, want to go online, and it's like, what do I, you know, and I, we're a very online world now. What, what do I you do? I just don't understand the dilemma of, I'm having a hard time finding some strange place to go on the internet. That's, that's pretty easy. That doesn't seem to need assistance. That happens normally. Well, it's like Uber, but for finding random things on the internet. That was the pitch. That was the pitch deck. Uh, okay. All right. We're off to a roaring start. Yeah. So the point is, we shall now dive in to our main topic. And, and then, Yeah. And, and then we'll get light. And then later on, a review of buble <laughs> strawberry flavor we're both uh, enjoying a strawberry flavor right now yeah uh so let's dive into the main topic mike this, this, this is, is one you this is personally this is I up have close to say, and personal yes you know how uh in the 80s there were those many i think we've talked about this on air this is a very special episode you know where they would stop the sitcom and just do something very very serious oh i, re- I remember tonight on a very fe- special fresh prince Oh, yeah, that had a very special... Um, there was a gun. I think it was the one where, like, Will got robbed at a at an ATM, and then Carlton, like, got a gun, and he was going to, like, protect him or seek revenge. Wow. I think there, it started with there was an All in the Family, which is going way back, which had... What was the very special All in the Family? It was two episodes, and... So was the Fresh Prince when it was two episodes. It was two episodes, and I don't even want to say what it was about. The topic will just bring everyone down. Let's not do that. And then... Um, uh, the facts of life? No, what, the I feel like Blossom. There was one with a just harrowing one. It's famous, uh, you know, child abuse. I don't, you know, but it, this is a sitcom. Anyway, this is a there very... should have been a very special Saved by the Bell when Jesse got addicted to Speed. Um, oh, there was right. Yeah. But it, I, like I don't know if they prefaced it, but it was the most very special. Saved by the Bell ever because you know she gets addicted to these like caffeine pills and oh she's and, talking she, really fast and, and what's the ultimate I mean people who of my generation know that this is probably one of the most famous scenes in all of our te- te- like formative television years probably our cultural formation this is like one of the most important moments is she's trying to study and do it all and be on this dance thing and then she's popping all these caffeine pills and then she goes i'm so excited i'm so excited because she's singing that song and then she goes i'm so scared and it's just <laughs> like this absolutely like you can't oh it's maybe the best moment in the history of television <laughs> uh, there's nothing i like better than like um Laughing into tears yes. is kind of thing is one of my favorite things. There's a, a famous one with um, 
uh, Vincent Price, the, the the last man on earth or whatever, and he's in a movie theater watching old tapes of his family, and then something funny happens on it, and it's extended like, <laughs> and it goes on for like, and it's such a great preface to like do put other things in the frame. I think if you look on YouTube. Our own, uh, my own producer, Connor Listoka, has done at least a dozen of them with <laughs> other movies put in place of what he's watching. That makes him laugh. Anyway. All right. So, a very, this is all that to say, this is a very this special episode. This is a very special episode. And this watching. is uh, a question I pose to you What does one do with uh, Christianity in the face of chronic pain? I, myself, mm-hmm. am a sufferer for at least. At least 30 years, I think. I, I've had a headache 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you don't get like a 24-hour period off when people say 24-7. That I often say the 24-7 is redundant. We know that there's not periods of, you know, where you just get 24 hours off. Um, so, yeah, I got, a, I got a headache one day back in my 20s, and just, uh, it just never went away. I went through the odyssey of, um, you know, going to specialists, going, of course, this is going to be solved. Seems like it was a sinus headache, very intense, very, you know, like, describe it. Oh, it's a, you know, it's as though I'm wearing a hat very many sizes too small all the time, Mm. as though there's a tight steel band around my head. There's just pressure and sort of. And it has never gone away. It has been with me for, for this long. And so... You are experiencing it at this moment. At this moment. 24-7 means right now. <laughs> yes. And uh, so, obviously, this changes one's life. This becomes a a struggle. Um, uh, it was not because of that, but I, I uh, became a follower of Jesus Christ uh, in my 30s, long into my headache, and, you know, being sort of coached by a lot of people who said, you know, well, well, you know, prayers for this and this will be solved. It didn't happen. So that's there's a lot of like bumps in the road yeah, there absolutely. Of, of disappointment of, you know, we're praying for this. Will you believe in the power of prayer? The prayer is not, quote unquote, working. Um, and so here I am 30 years later. I have a lot to say about it. I want to hear what you have to say about it. What does one do in the face of this? Because you are told, become a Christian and bam, you know, all not all your troubles, but, you know, you will. Yeah, you'll experience. You, you experience the power and presence of this, of, 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 you know, and the healing of Jesus, of God in whatever form, you know. So, so, so what does one do? Yeah, what does one do? I mean, I think that, um, I mean, I do believe that, you know, God heals people. And I, of course, know plenty of people who haven't been, who've been in your same situation and, and have, you know, faced years and years of, of chronic pain and suffering of one form or another. And so I think it's, you know, important from the outset that you don't want to um, predicate one's promises of, like, the Christian faith on relief from all earth, you know, like, this 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 world is a veil of tears and um and so to to promise something that you we can't deliver we can't control god or make god do anything we want um god to do if we could control god you know we what kind of god would that be or we ourselves would be god so uh, chronic pain and suffering in one ways is a is a great mystery you know given the um i mean it's not in one sense given the 
fallenness and brokenness of this world that we know impacts every one of us, but why God doesn't, why God gives relief to some and not to others, that's a great mystery. That's kind of the inscrutability of God. And so we, you know, pray for healing. We, we, we don't, um, you know, want to give a false hope, but we also don't want to sell short what God can do. Um, we don't understand how or why God can use this. Um, but the, you know, if, if I'm thinking as a pastor and looking at, at scripture and thinking of, you know, the great apostle Paul, uh, you know, he, he shares this great struggle that he's had, this thorn in his flesh that he prays, he prays for God to remove, to heal from him. And, and there's all sorts of speculation about what this might be, um, uh, you know, and we actually, we have no idea uh, what all, but it's something that was deeply troubling to him and was persistent and painful and always with him. And so he, he said, God, please remove this from me. And the answer that came back each time was, you know, my grace is sufficient for you, even in this. And so um, I think the the encouragement that I would give to someone struggling with this is, you know, um, is that God's grace is sufficient for you, even in the midst of this. And so God will see you and carry you through this. He's, he's, he's taken you this far, and, and, and it's not easy, but he hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't abandoned you. Um, um, he's with you, and so keep handing this uh, moment by moment, uh, hour by hour, day by day, setting this before God, saying, I, I, I need you um, to get through this. Carry, carry me through this. This, this, is, this is my burden. I need you to, to shoulder this burden along with me. And so that's my pastoral advice. Two questions okay. to that. Two challenges to that. Uh, what do you do when you're, you're reading of all the healings in the, in the Bible, going mm-hmm. like, what am I? Chopped liver? I can't get the, you know, come on, I, I got the headache here. It's not that hard. You could, you know, you're restoring limbs. You're yeah, making, you know, death, dead people. Dead people. You're restoring eyes. You're, and what, why? It is but the work of a moment for you. And so what do you, you know, that I think is a thing that yeah. weighs, it, it, to be perfectly honest, it never weighed that much on my mind, but I am sort of. I'm stepping in for other people who have these either chronic pain or chronic, you know, issues that just are not healed when they see healings, not only in the Bible, but some people may encounter them, you know, in physical reality where my friend Bob got healed. Hey, what the hell? Why don't you know? (laughs) Come on. Why am I being passed over? So what do you do with that? Yeah. I mean, and you even in the probably in the New Testament is like, well, Jesus didn't, you know, not literally every person who was sick yeah, in right. his world, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was all manner of people, part of the crowd, um, uh, you know, who are sick and hurting and who, who weren't healed. So, um, you know, the, 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 why, why Jesus healed who, who he healed and did what he did. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I don't, it's part of the inscrutable sort of providence of God, um, to why he does what he does and, and how that furthers his purposes. We know, I mean, and, and it's maybe small comfort, but that we know that those are just a sort of a, a foretaste of this ultimate, you know, this beautiful vision that we have in Revelation, you know, this tree that its leaves are for the healing of the nations, and there's going to be no more, you know, pain, no more tear, no more suffering. So we certainly have this great hope to look forward to. You go, well, how does that help me now? But, uh, you know, that your suffering... One suffering when seen in the scope of eternity, 
um, is but for a moment. And it feels like everything now. But at least we have a hope that we can look forward to that awaits us in the future where, when we'll be liberated from this. Um, why that future comes into the present for some people and not um, for other people, I, I cannot answer um, other than to say it's, it's within um, the scope of God's wisdom, which I trust is greater than my own, and, and his purposes and plans, which are, um, which are all to the good of those who love him and are are called according to his purpose, as 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 the scriptures say. Like I, I, I trust in God. So it's this this aspect. It's it's a it's a walking by faith, um, that that God is with you. That he that he has um, his own reasons for not doing this, but that ultimately the liberation from this suffering and healing from this suffering awaits us in the future. And that's our our sure and certain hope. That why not? Why then and not now? I don't know, but there certainly will be a then, and an eternal then, which is going to be your now forever. I also feel like uh, as you read through the healings in the New Testament, you feel like there's a personal encounter with all of the healings, that there's some need expressed by the people, and, and Jesus is doing like very personal encounters with individuals. Like there's not, as far as I know, a lot of mass healings or, you know, where it's just... You have a couple summaries, you know, where it says, and Jesus healed the people, you know, people were brought to him and cast out evil yeah, spirits. But, you know, that. but in general, it's these very, you know, particular stories of Jesus, you know, being moved with compassion and meeting a particular need in someone's life. Right, right. So that always struck me as I, I wasn't too worried about myself not being healed in that sense, being like, well... Uh, of course, I pray for it all the time, um, but uh, I don't feel like he's a magician who just, you know, I can, I'm going to long distance do this. I don't know. Who knows what the, the reason is, what the, the path for me to have pain or whatever. The fact is that I can even deal with it is, I was like, all right, well, that's just a thing that, you know, everybody has some issue. Here's mine. I, yeah, I mean, the, what exceptions would there be to this kind of distance healing the centurion's servant or whatever, where he says, you know, Jesus is going to visit him. And then he says, well, you just, you can just give the command. Just, uh, you know, I'm yeah. in control of people. I issue a command. It gets carried out. You know, you can do the same. And that sort of faith amazed, uh, you know, amazed Jesus so much that, you know, he healed and, you know, went away at that hour when he heard of it, he was healed. But I mean, this is, uh, you know, the, the life of, uh, of, of Christ. And, um, you know, like it, it was this, human life, this finite human life, you know, joined with, with God's own life. But it's, it's, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, why you didn't get to be, you know, in that place at that time with him, you know, I, I don't know, but I know that, uh, that, that God's ultimate purposes for you in Christ, um, have been accomplished on the cross and will be consummated, um, you know, at, at, at his return. So, I still feel like it's something I haven't done. I no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that is not the case. Um, <clears throat> a brief anecdote about it. I once wrote. Uh, I was contacted by uh, now a friend who was publishing uh, articles in the uh, New York Times Magazine. Said I read this article where you have a chronic headache. We we have these like this is, uh, issue of like stories. Tell me a story about your life that nobody knows about you. I get like, Oh, I've had a headache for 25 years at this point. <laughs> Whatever. He's like, that sounds like a good story. 
So I wrote it and told this anecdote that they actually fact-checked me on. The New York Times being thorough, like called me up and like, this sounds unreal. We don't know anything about this, but here's what it is. Uh, in, in seeking treatment, one of the things you can do, like a radical treatment, is to clip the nerves actually to your... There are very few doctors who will do it, but in cases of like, I am going to commit suicide... Yeah. And then you become someone who has to constantly be checking your head for you have no feeling in your head, right? That was too radical for me. But there's a, a tier below it where they just numb your head. They numb a bunch of areas. And the theory being like your body is so used to the pain, it holds on to it in some way we don't understand. So if we get rid of it, it'll be like, oh, we, we can all relax now. The whole, all the systems can relax. And so I went into a guy with a giant Novocaine needle who injected me like 700 times all over my head, right? Yeah. And uh, and so it was like, oh, the, the pain is no longer there, except then I was driving home, which you're, you're actually not supposed to drive <laughs> home, with my head lolling to one side and the other. And, and apparently there's just like a spot at the top of my head that was missed, and so all of the pain that I've ever experienced was concentrated it just went to one in the point. size of a coin. Oh. And, I, and I felt in a way like I was a superhero who could point my head at people and kill them with the sheer pain that was like searing in the middle of my head. Isn't that bizarre? That's but, really weird. And then it just sort of went away. And then I, that was sort of the end of like a long period of seeking treatment where I just went, all right, I have to basically just accept this and get on with life. But... Uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, so have you... Uh, do you think you'll ever turn back to try to seek some sort of treatment or remedy or no? I did once. Um, this is not a credit to the traditional medical establishment where I gave this uh, advanced neurosurgeon, I'm not going to say where he is or who he is, but um, uh, said, you know, gave my whole history and said, I do not want any drugs this is just the situation. This is what I've been through, blah, blah, blah. I'm just looking for other. It had been 10 years since I'd sought traditional treatment and, and thought, you know, there's got to be something new. Yeah, <laughs> right. I right? to come up with something. Come on, give me something. Uh, and so he, he just looked at me. He had zero. He was just like, uh-huh. Yeah, interesting. And he just wrote a drug on a, a pack and, you know, just handed it to me and said, get these and take three a day. <laughs> And that was it? Yeah, it was like, you know, a 40-minute interview. And then this happened, and then I went through this. I did this. I sought this treatment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, here. And he gave me another drug. Did you try it? No. <laughs> I said that was that was mission number one. And then when I looked up the drug, I'm like, well, maybe this is, okay, is this a new thing? Because I said I didn't want to try any drugs. I you know, was looking for something like the biofeedback, which had been successful for me in the past. And I looked this up, and it, and it was... Uh, uh, I forget what the name of the drug is, but it, it was very heavy psychotropic drug that altered your mind in ways. And I said, I'm a writer. I can't, you know, I can't have my mind. He just did not listen to anything. What's up with so that? that was, anyway, that was the last time I did that. And I just thought, you know, well, I'll keep, I'll keep doing the things I'm doing and doing it on my own because there doesn't seem to be any new breakthroughs or anything. So no. it's, it's a weird thing to have. And I don't want to dwell on this, but the fact that you don't... When you go into the ER and you, your arm is cracked in half, they go, my gosh, yeah. you, we need to get this guy in immediately. 
when you you know 20 years with a headache or whatever and you go my head hurts they go yeah i can't see any there's no way to look at it and there's no sympathy from people when they can't see you know if you wheel in with your leg oh, up yeah. on it yeah like oh no what or happened you're moaning or something yeah. yeah yeah but with a headache it's just like yeah right i mean most people don't believe you so that I, uh, that's a big you know that's a big problem you i know? believe you well <laughs> like thank you <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, You're yeah. not manifesting no. anything. And so the challenge is you have to go through life with no manifestation and people just going like, you seem down to, you know, when you're at a party or something like, I'm sorry, I have a searing headache. Yeah, there's you, a you steel really, band around me. Yeah, head. you can't really say that. So yeah. anyway, it's it's a struggle. And it's, you know, I mean, it's easy for those of us who aren't experiencing it, like to forget you know, so where I don't yeah. think like yeah. when I'm not, I interact I'm not with hold you, up a sign yeah. and go, you know, just to remind you, I still have. A it's not head. in my mind. I mean, you know, it's not when I'm interacting with you on a, you know a weekly basis. It's not in my mind when I see you. Like, oh, by the first thing I think is like, oh, Mike's head hurts really yeah. bad right now. It's like, oh, it's great to see Mike. How are you? You know what I mean? And so for those of us who are in relationship with you and know you, um, we are used to you as you and don't you know think of you as like yeah you know if it like. If you were limping up to us, it's like, oh, there's like, you know, Mike's leg hurts or, you know, like he's uh, an amputee, you know, like these it's invisible to us. And so it's not in the front of our mind. So we don't think of your like that doesn't come to my mind, at least as thinking of at the forefront of your experience. Leave it to me to have the lamest affliction ever. (laughs) That's just what I would do. Do you have any words, though, of advice or how you've processed this or your own, you know, faith healing? I mean, he said it hasn't really bothered you, but. Like, what are your thoughts? You know, what would you yeah, say? Yeah, for people with chronic pain, yeah, yeah it, it is, it becomes a, a, a mental and I think a very deeply spiritual thing. And for me, that is just what it is. Like, I have, like you said, I have faith that ultimately I, we, we will all be, you know, we will be, we who believe will be restored. And uh, that's enough. And I feel, I, I see so many other people suffering way more than I am. You know, it's a, terrible cliche but you count your blessings you Mm -hmm. just go look it's not i don't know it could be (laughs) it could be a million times worse i don't so i I don't know if you just it's uh you know out of sight out of mind you put it out of your mind just this is the baseline if the baseline is you're you're super poor or whatever you can deal with that if Mm -hmm. the baseline is you're you have no legs you deal with that and you go on with life and so that's what you have to do and I wish I had something more deep and profound, but that's kind of what it is. You have to just put it out of your mind and go on with with things. It's it's uh it's your cross that you're bearing. Um, um your, the thorn in the side, your, the thorn in your flesh, and these are yeah, I mean these are sort of Christian cliches again, but these cliches are cliches for a reason, and they're not cliche if I think we do have a um a, a deep personal uh, relationship with 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 the Lord, um and you know we can. Um, in some ways, understand his experience in ways that we couldn't if, if we didn't. And so we can understand his passion and his suffering and his agony here, uh, you know, that there can be a solidarity that, that we experience with him and, and a closeness that we experience with him that, that we can't um, when we don't have those. And it's not to offer false comfort, but to just um, a way of interpreting and understanding our experience that, that draws us closer to him. Agreed. And if anyone wants to dive deeper with actual headache uh, remedies that are not worth doing, I can uh, publish a list of those. Please do. It's always very funny when people say, um, and it's always well-meaning, I do not in any way take it 
negatively when people say, have you tried this? It's like, it's been 30 years. If I haven't tried it, <laughs> it does not exist. Like, yes, I have, I have tried that. Uh, oh, here was the other, the, just to wrap up, the last thing that, uh, that I forgot to mention. It was number two on my list, and then I did not go back to it. That was a bad setup, and I apologize. <laughs> I blame my headache. It's at a it's at a nine today. Wow! No, really, it's at a six. I'm fine. Uh, uh, the the Christian it, within the Christian world, the fault of you're not you don't have enough faith. Oh yeah, yeah you've yeah, heard yeah, this. Yeah. I, yeah. I forgot oh, yeah. to mention that. That's another big stumbling block, and I don't want to miss that one. What what do you say to that? That I've always found that deeply hurtful. Like that that is not only pain. That's people with tragedy in their life or whatever, where people will say. And I've heard shocking incidents of Do this. Do people yes. say that? Yes, I know people personally who have been deeply hurt huh. by fellow Christians going, "Well, you obviously you didn't pray hard enough. You didn't do this. You didn't do X or Y. You don't have enough faith." In some way, is the sort of the the headline you know that they're giving to other people. And I just I assume you'd want to dismiss don't do that. that. Yeah, don't yeah. don't say that. Don't don't do that. Um, yeah, blaming it's it's just a way. It's again, it's our natural human tendency. A lot of times, um, is we want to let God off the hook. You know, especially if you're a, you're a, a consider yourself a faithful person or a devout person. You go, well, okay, God is a good, loving, gracious God, and you know, of course, he wa- he wants to heal Mike. So, like, Mike must be blocking that somehow. You yeah. know, and so it's He's like a actively preventing his work in your life. Yeah, it's and just... it's and it's ridiculous. You know, it, it again, it it's it's it, the the motivation is to try to let I think I think in most instances to try to let God off the hook because that would be too hard to face. Well, if God could and wanted to do this, he would, but he's not. So what does that mean about him? Um but I say God doesn't need to be let off the hook. Um you know, God God can uh we can let God be God and and understand that uh, his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts and and wish it would be different and we can complain and lament and cry out and god can take that and we we can do that without you know blame sh- sort of blame shifting um to the person yeah if you only have had more faith if you only believed more if you only prayed more and it's just a perversion of these things like you know if if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you know, you can you can move mountains or whatever. And that's not talking about, you know, again, it's absurd if one were to interpret that as, well, you have the control to have these sort of magical um, powers. That's 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 not um, that's not what it's about. And uh, and so, yeah, don't don't shift blame onto people and don't misinterpret that. And, and you're not standing up for God and doing that. You can just, in fact, be, I think, deeply um, hurting and discouraging people who are trying their darndest to get through whatever it is they're facing. And I think the, you know, I, the older I get, I'm not very old, but, um, you know, this kind of be kind to people because I forget the exact phrasing of it, but be, be kind because, you know, every person you meet is in the fight of their life mm-hmm. in some way. And it's very, very easy. It's like you walking around with your headache that we can't see. And so, you know, it's not even entering our consciousness, but so in so many of our interactions, um, we don't even know what's going on in that person's soul and spirit and life. And, you know, if I did, wow, I'd be a lot more gracious, kind, and understanding to them. And um, it's, again, something that I have to constantly recall. And I'm constantly reminded of, as a pastor, knowing what's going on in people's lives. You know, I, I'm privileged to be given this sort of access mm-hmm. and insight into people's lives that other people aren't. And I just think, you know, other people are interpreting 
folks actions one way and they're really coming from a different place so you know be be kind I've, i'll look it up over the break but you know be kind because every person you meet is in the fight of their lives in some way or another and as christians um we want to come alongside folks in that with with the good news as opposed to um just being uh, just blame shifting or you know putting putting that person down so yeah yeah, you're you're a bad Christian is never an answer to uh, <laughs> no. you're doing you're doing it wrong. Yeah. All right, so uh, there we go. That was our very special episode. We hope that it touched you. There is no part two. Maybe there is a part two if the healing were to happen. Oh, right here. That's right. It could happen. I've heard. I heard of one. There was a guy. Well, I won't get into it. Let's take our break. Wow. Let's come wow, back. Wow! Wow! What a no! It happened on air. It happened. There's a like uh, a healing on air. There is. Wow. There is a, a legit, a legit dude. Like a that's real, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So look that up. You'll find it. I'm sure. Um, and uh, we'll be back in a moment after this appeal from the pastor. Don't don't like don't lose everything that we've just done. Oh, hi, everyone. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Like Trees Walking. Um, we have had a banner couple of months, and so thank you for everyone who has checked out the show, shared the show, uh, reviewed the show, rated it. Uh, we appreciate that all, and so please keep those ratings and reviews coming. Um, yeah, we say it helps other people find it, but mainly it keeps us going uh, when we see people reading it and giving thoughtful uh, reviews and reflections. That's really fun to read and helpful for us. Of course, you can find all the old episodes at liketreeswalkingpod.com. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes or whatever platform you can find this podcast on. And you can follow us on social media. You can, uh, there's at LTWpod. I've been getting a little more interaction on that. And so I've been trying to keep up with folks on Twitter. Even though Mike is off, I have been uh, interacting with folks on Twitter who've had things to say. That's been great. Or you can follow me at David underscore Berge. Um, and yeah, as long as it's a pleasant interaction, I'm happy to do it. Uh, and so, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this show and uh, keeping these trees walking. All right, let's get back to it. And we are back. It's good to be back, Mike, after that appeal. Yes. How does it feel, the appeal? Do you... Uh... Do you carry a special burden having to make that appeal? Would you ever like me to take yes, that I over? Would. Yes, I would, would you? like you to do it. Next, I've episode, never please. thought of that. We just always had passed it over it's to you. I think because passion. you obviously have more weight as a human being. No, I am <laughs> way less with our audience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, but it just seems more. Eh, with me, I eh. I have to tell you the story. Once I did a, uh, I had to do a public service for a network. When you when you were on a TV show, you were required to do it. And uh, did I tell this story? Uh, I don't think on air. I, I it's ringing bells in terms of you telling me. And I had to say some something serious, and I'm just not used to. I'm, I'm on this podcast. I'm fine, but just like I don't know, in the context of someone points a camera at me and goes, "Be real serious," like be the kind of guy, like tilt your head down and then look up and go. You know, folks, racism is a big problem. <laughs> and I had to do that. And my DP, who's a dear friend, was just uh, the director of photography, was just, 
he was smirking and and we never got through it and so he left the room turned the camera on and then I did it by myself and he came back in and was like did you do it I'm like I think I have one usable one in there but it was did so it air good. did it go on TV? I don't think it ever aired you know um, kids there's no hope. it was <laughs> dope it was exactly like that and you know you're as a comedian that's very difficult to do <laughs> anyway so so yeah sincerity is is tough that's it's hard for you all right Mike so this is our, 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 our small section we're going to do today. Uh, I thought it would be fun and interesting for our audience. Uh, we have a broad audience. Those who have a church background, uh, probably this will ring a bell with you. If not, this is going to be an insight into a world. Folks, if, you're, if you don't have a church background, not a Christian, this, you'll, I'm introducing you into a whole new language. Yes, and what is that language? That language <laughs> is Christianese, which is the yes. world of Christian cliches. And so uh, this is... Um, if you're around the church at all for a while, you'll start he- hearing people use phrases that you don't exactly understand. Or if you're on, these might be phrases. If you are around the church, that will make you cringe. I'm gonna, and I'm just. Or gonna, you may be the ones propagating these phrases. You might be saying might. them. Yes. So these are. You might be saying these. We're, we're only gonna get you. We're, we're only gonna get a, a, a couple of them. I'm, I'll give my top five. And um, the, yes, and from if you're from the outside. These will seem bizarre, so we may they may need even more explanation okay. than we have here. But uh, go ahead. What do you got for your? Well, first one thing? is just a phrase that gets used, uh, and I said this. I brought this up earlier, so this is a callback. But my number one cringeworthy one is lo- when people use the ex- phrase uh, "love on." Oh, like so? <laughs> yes. I'm, yeah, you know, I was just loving on him, and it sounds filthy. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just sounds so dirty. I just want to love on those kids, like you know when like youth leaders say that. And it's like, you really want to do that? No, <laughs> you really want to be recorded on tape saying that? <laughs> it's like it means you know show kindness, compassion, uh, and charity. You know, exhibit that towards someone, but to love on someone. There is a uh, a towering leader in in uh, uh, theology who I love, who I heard a lecture once from, and. This guy is could not be more serious. I will not name his name, but he brought that phrase up. He said, "And the solution to that is to just love on these people." And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> no!" I mean, deeply serious theologian, and he got he got sucked into the phraseology. Yeah, uh, this other one. Uh, these are these are just ones that I I've just always found them odd. Why we talk this way, you know? Like so. I'm, uh, someone will be going on a trip, and they'll say, "Could you could you just pray for traveling mercies?" Oh yes, for me. I need some traveling mercies. Let's <laughs> pray for that. I have a safe trip. Basically, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah, traveling mercies. Well, I mean, you know, in the secular world, the you know, drive safe is the version of that, right? Yeah, just like travel safe, safe travels. But who is not traveling? <laughs> like what? How do I avoid, like, what should I do? Give me specifics. Traveling mercy. My, some of my family members do that. They say it like four times. Like, drive safe. Like, I, I mean, that's built in, right? It's baked <laughs> into the cake. I hope so, if I haven't learned by now. Like, yeah, I was planning on going right down the center line at 90. Is that good? Or, well, if not, you need to give me specific instructions. Traveling. Mike, when I leave today and go home, could you... I will pray traveling, <laughs> traveling mercies, mercies on, me. on you. Uh, the um, <laughs> this is my, uh, I'll leave my last one for favorite because it's the most relevant. Uh, uh, the phrase, so the last two will be great, but I have three more. One is that phrase hedge of protection. This I don't even know. Oh, okay. So it's like God uh, just put a hedge of protection around. So we're just asking for God's protection. 
of a person okay, or a yeah, situation. Okay, I've heard it described as like a bubble of. Or, yeah, like a yeah, bubble, yeah, a but bubble this is a hedge. A hedge it's a hedge of, of protection. <laughs> okay. A hedge of protection. <laughs> well, like, may, are these people from England where the hedgerows, you know, would sort of why not protect a, land and I don't know. Why not like a, you know, a bulletproof glass of protection around a person? Um, the, uh, the phrase, the word fellowship. Oh, my. So we're going to have fellowship. Yeah. This was one of my dad's. I think my dad left the church and became an atheist because of the word because of fellowship. the word fellowship. <laughs> he hated it so much. Faith, family, fellowship, and you know it's a fellowship, so that's like the church word for hanging out. And it's not a term for gathering twelve of you together to go bring the ring to Mordor or anything like that. I was always confused by that fellowship in the fellowship. church. It's like uh, oh, a bonus one. The way that the phrase word the phrase young adults gets used in the church. Oh, so basically, yeah. if you're under fifty years old in a church, you're a young adult. <laughs> well, um, but if you're a normal person in the real world and you're a young adult, you're like a fifteen-year-old reading books at the library, sword and sorcery books uh, right. at the library, or something. You know, that's like the young adult. The young adult fiction section is for like teens and tweens. Yeah. Yeah. But in the church, you're a young adult. My gosh, you're a young adult forever. It's like, I, you know, I'm a, a upper 30s-year-old man. And it's like, people are like, oh, yeah, like, you're in the young adult group. And it's like, I'm a real adult. I have three <laughs> children, man. I, I got a mortgage, all right? Like, I am a real adult. Yeah, it's kind of a, uh, it's a thing we've noticed in old movies. Uh, an older person will go up to a guy who's 40 years old and go, hey there, young man. Like, have I not earned... <laughs> Have I not earned a little more than that by this time? Yes. And my last one is um, basically the hilarity of the nomenclature that we place around um, these groups. <laughs> what you, one might call like a, a study group or a Bible study group, but like a small group, home group, life group, missional community group, life transformation group. It's like the, <laughs> the, the, the absurdity of trying to name a small group of Christians who get together for fellowship and (laughs) and study and prayer outside of church like the absurdity to which we try to name these things is i I, almost outdoes the business world in terms (sighs) of how but what are we trying to avoid with that is it just like small group sounds too it's not it's too too generic generic, yeah but and like life group is like we're doing life together that's another I would think the barrier for that was just you can fog a mirror. You're alive, right? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I can be part of a life group. So Bible study not, sounds like well, that's no, that's uh, got a little lame and dry and like you awkward. may not you may not always be studying the Bible in a life. group. You might not in a life group. So it, it you want to be general enough and that you like you catch it all, but narrow enough and that you're describing something. And we're going through this right now at our church. Like we call them small groups or life. We I, I think actually I refer to them as a different thing every time I describe them. Um, but we hired an associate pastor so he can figure out what we're going to name him. <laughs> it's on him. A group. It's on him. Synergistic uh, uh, drill-down teams. Yeah. And I don't know, just reach into the business world. This is And this is my last word that I'm going to say is, in Bible study, like, I, 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 there was this movie I watched on Netflix. It was, uh, it was called Christian Mingle. So it was like... Oh, with... Uh, when I heard that this was coming Gretchen out, I Wiener? could not believe that this was an actual thing. Yeah, it was starring the, the Gretchen Wiener from uh, Mean Girls, like the girl who played Gretchen Wiener in Mean Girls. I oh, and it has name. somebody else, like from Party of oh, Five. Oh, it does, yeah. Or, um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Someone else is in it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's such a bad... It's so I'm, awful. Corbin Burnson, maybe? Gotta be Corbin from Burnson. From L.A. Law? Yes, he's definitely in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it is like the most unappealing picture of 
Christianity I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I would if this was how Christianity was, I would be an atheist. I'm serious. Uh, and like the, a Bible study is in it, and it it like literally if I watched that and that was my understanding of a small group life group Bible study because it's this girl who's like pretends to be a Christian to like meet a nice guy, and this guy I totally would have ditched him and left him. This guy was a total turd. She should not have been with him. <laughs> He was awful. Um, and like, the, the oh my gosh, the, the, the picture that they give in this movie of, uh, of, of Bible study or like a life group, home group, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I, I would rather go to like a black mass than go to this thing. It was so bad. You have that quote on tape? Okay, we got that on tape. <laughs> it was so awful. And then they also ruined like missions trip. It's like... This like a very rich white family going down to Mexico, and it's like the most insensitive, horrible, like worst cliched understanding of how not to do missions that you will ever see in the world. And I don't think the movie is like self aware enough uh, to be like being like, "Oh, this is hor- this is horrific! Like, what's wrong with these monsters?" Well, uh, so two thumbs up. <laughs> I, yeah, the bad news is Christian Mingle also a sponsor of this show. <laughs> oh no. Dude, that movie, it, it might still be on Netflix because it's like... I would, would that be the... That has to be the first movie based on a dating site, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's movies based on like one-panel cartoons. There's based on toys, based video on... Games? Video games? Oh. Video games, mere concepts, but there's... I don't think there's a, a dating website. There's not a one based I can't on wait for, a dating I can't wait for site. Farmers Only, the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh God. Oh, that movie. So go watch it. It looks like you he's rubbing his eyes. It looks like he has a tight steel band around his head at all times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, thank you so much. This, as a very special episode, as you've noticed, is a little bit longer. Thank you for hanging in there for it. We love you. I hope it has been of some comfort to you if you do suffer from uh, chronic pain. I mean that sincerely. As a chronic pain sufferer, and even if I didn't suffer from chronic pain, I would hope that you would have some relief from it. So thank you very much, and we'll be back. Uh, any idea of our upcoming topics, Dave, or we just want to leave it out there? We'll just leave it as a surprise, but we have one in mind. We're, we're, we're going to record very soon. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll see you soon on another episode of Like Trees Walking. Man, not a Christian pastor. He's just a pastor who happens to be a Christian.